Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Woo! All right, let's go. Bradford Show live from Fort Myers. Broadcast booth at JetBlue Park. Alongside, alongside, I mean, alongside all the way, about 1,500 miles away or whatever it is. Uh, Mark and Daryl back in the studio. And on the phone line, our great podcast friend, Heim Bloom. Heim, what's going on? What's up? How are you? Oh, my goodness. Hi, how are you? Oh, it's Mar- that's Mark and Daryl. Let well. me introduce you to. Um, so, uh, are, first of all, are you poolside or no? Yes or no? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm in the house. I'm sorry I can't join you guys in person. Uh, just have uh, have some family that uh, joined this week uh, during school break, so uh, had to uh, had to get home and make sure they didn't tear up the house here. Uh, it's all good. Sam Kennedy was up in the broadcast booth. He bought, brought his muscle, Adam Grossman, with him. So uh, just to just to separate That's us. Intimidating. That's intimidating. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot going on here, uh, but we had a lot of uh, good, good conversations. I appreciate you guys being available. Obviously, um, before we get to sort of the the bigger picture things, uh, do you think I'm at this point that you will be adding anything of significance? Um, Roster wise, of significance, let's just say the cutoff being a million dollar contract. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I think usually at this point in the, in the spring, um, more often than not, that doesn't happen. But obviously, every offseason is a little, di- a little different. Um, you know, there's different players available out there uh, in the market uh, every year. And for that matter, a lot of spring trade talks. Uh, usually start picking up as we get into games. So, you know, that's not to kind of lead anybody to think that there's anything we have teed up. Uh, we always try to be active in conversation and, and make sure we're all over anything that could make sense. Well, you not, you, not no, some, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, actually, not, it's, it's not like we sit here and look and say, okay, this is a deficiency we're tr- trying to address, but we want to get better. So if there are good opportunities to do that, if they actually make sense, uh, we want to be on top of those. Well, that's the thing. It's the old Billy Bean thing. You know, don't make you know decisions in spring training. Don't 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 jump in too quick in terms of making rash decisions because things can turn in a hurry. And we're so early. But is there a part of the team? And obviously, you know, there's one. If you talk about notable free agents, one came off the board: Elvis Andrews. There's another Jose Iglesias. Um, so you can look at the middle infield, and you do have guys there. You have a very interesting sort of combination of guys. Is there any part of the team where you say, "Okay, you know what? I'm interested potentially in strengthening that"? Like when we did the podcast, you said right-handed hitting power, right? So you went out and got it. Um, but is there anything that you're just intrigued by, maybe bolstering on this roster as we sit here? Well, you know, I, I think if I had to identify anything, it would just be to continue to, to improve up the middle. Although uh, we have done a, a couple couple things to that end in recent weeks. Uh, you obviously never have enough pitching, although I do like the options that we have. I mean, you know, obviously it's early 
you know, knock on wood, obviously you want everybody to stay healthy. Usually a couple things happen. Usually at some point in the spring, you get some bumps and bruises. If that doesn't happen, we're going to have some really, really tough decisions on our hands. Uh, even if it does, we feel like we fortified it, but there is no such thing as having enough. So, you know, we'll look at that too. And I think the big thing in spring, it's not so much making decisions because of spring training performance, so much as it is that as spring training goes on and teams are trying to do different things, sometimes players become available. Sometimes somebody has a need that they're looking to fill or something they're looking to accomplish and it spurs some talks and you have an opportunity to do something that might not have been there on February 1st. Hi, if I could just jump in, Brad Foe, I just want to ask about, you talked about spring training performance and you mentioned trades and possible uh, players that could be available. What about some of the guys, like the minor leaguers? Because I know a lot of the criticism that the front office that yourself have, have really absorbed over the last few, I guess, years or months where are the fruits of your labor? Where are some of those guys? When are we going to see some of the guys you drafted that you signed? Is there any chance that one of the younger guys, a minor leaguer, could really surprise with their spring training performance, which could maybe, as a result, fast-track them up the ladder a little bit more quickly? Could that happen? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you know, if, if that happens and it's really just because of some performance in spring training, then it's probably not a good idea to be too responsive to that. You probably still want to let them see it, prove it, see them prove it during the season. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, some of the guys, that, I think, you know, obviously if not, we can go through it. Some of the guys that are kind of coming up as we do now have some guys starting to come from, from out of our system uh, that, uh, you know, that, that are going to come up and that we're counting on to play big roles for us in the big leagues. We got to see some of them make cameos last year, sometimes more than cameos due to the injuries that we have uh, and looking for more, uh, and better at them, you know, as far as, uh, you know, guys that we drafted, look at, you know, my first draft made four picks total, uh, and that was only three years ago. So uh, usually it takes a little longer for those guys to, to percolate up through the system. There are always exceptions. Uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, any of those guys uh, in the drafts you know, that I've been here for to get to the big leagues this year. But obviously, you know, I, I, I think especially because, those drafts and the early picks in those drafts were high school heavy. Those guys probably still have a little bit more to prove. It usually takes them a little bit longer. Hi, I'm going to break some news to you about one of your minor leaguers. Nico Gavadas lost his fantasy league, and now he has to get a spray tan. So there you go. Just to, just to give you the heads up when you see him walking oh, around in a couple of days. So that's that's the next well, level of information. Well, he stop hitting just because of that. Well, no, listen, you can, if you can't hit with a spray tan, you're in trouble. That should make you a better hitter. Are you kidding? Um, but I'm, I'm here to educate and inform. Um, but so, so I'm, you know, one of the things that's striking is I, covering the team for a few years now, and you walk into that clubhouse, it's definitely a different dynamic. And I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different where you don't have a lot of marquee guys um, you don't have, obviously, we don't have the, the six guys, high profile guys who are in the last year of their contracts so that you can just go up and say, you know, have that conversation roll over. You have a lot of guys who are coming from different organizations, coming from different times in their, their career. And then you have Rafael Devers. There's just not a lot of marquee, marquee guys. That that said, that doesn't mean that that's the wrong way to go. But when you look at your team and you're roaming the fields and you go in that clubhouse, there is probably an element of you're seeing all the good things and all these players that you acquire in the offseason. And you're watching these guys intently about little things that we aren't even paying attention to. So it, I guess the question I have is, as you're roaming the field and watching these guys, 
Are, how do you look at this? Like, how do you look at the overall landscape of this new wave of guys that you have coming in and just thinking, hey, is this going to actually fit like I think it might fit? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, look, I, I do think that you use the word fit. Um, that is something that we paid attention to. And obviously, you know, different things happen over the course of the spring training, over the course of the season. You can't plan for everything. Uh, but we we did want to focus on having the pieces fit together a little better than at times they did last season. You know, the fact that they didn't, obviously, sometimes injuries happen, different things happen that you can't predict. But there were some fits that I think, uh, you know, were probably a little forced at the outset. I think over the course of the season, we started to sort some of those things out. But obviously, it did, it did cost us. Um, so that's something we, we didn't want to have happen. And we wanted to, to plan just to make sure whether it was like lefty righty stuff, positional stuff, that we had different ways to go, different ways to make things fit. And I do think the fit is going to be that. And as far as the bigger question, look, there's no question, you know, we've been in some kind of a transition. And, you know, two things I would say about that. One, look, some of that's inevitable. Um, I, so much attention has been paid to us and how many guys are left here from 2018 and so on and so forth. Um, when you actually step back and look at the numbers, what's happened, you know, from that team to this team, let's say, is really not that different from what happens uh, most of the time in baseball. Uh, heck, there's more guys here from 2018 than 2018 had from 2013. You know, this type of stuff happens. Usually when there is no turnover, that usually ends up being a, a bad thing ultimately because, you know, teams stay stagnant. Uh, but it's definitely been more jarring. It's kind of happened more all at once than I think any of us would, would choose. You'd like it to happen kind of gradually. And, and uh, you know, that's what we're hoping to get to, where you look at a couple guys, like I mentioned, that are getting their feet wet in the big leagues, that we are hoping to see big things from. Are we expecting these guys to take the league by storm in 2023? That's probably not realistic. That's not usually how it goes. But the idea should be that, you know, annually we can introduce new guys uh, into this mix uh, some of whom are going to step up and, and, and be core pieces. And then even though you have guys, you know, hopping in, hopping out over time, uh, it's not, you know, hopefully going to feel as jarring, you know, for us and for our fans as it has over the last two, three years. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Brad, I know that you're probably the biggest baseball guy I've ever talked to, but with respect, High and Bloom is on. So I got to ask this question to High and Bloom because he's a big baseball guy, too. I just want to know, Haim, it's interesting to me as I look at sort of the trends in baseball, the Angels, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, haven't really had a lot of postseason success. The Nationals, they get rid of or they let Bryce Harper go, they win the World Series. The Atlanta Braves lose arguably their best player in the middle of the season, they go on to win the World Series. It's a very interesting trend. Now, I'm not obviously the ultimate baseball guy, but I'm wondering, has those occurrences factored into your blueprint at all? And just why do you think these types of things are happening where some of these great players either aren't making the playoffs or they leave and then their team ends up having success or their former team? Why is that happening? Yeah, really good observation. Look, I don't think it's so much something that is factoring into our blueprint as much as I I would kind of flip it. I would say that I think from a media standpoint, from a public standpoint, 
people get obsessed with like the shock and awe of making these big splashes of winning the winter, all that type of stuff. When, when you actually step back, there really is very little correlation between that and actually winning good baseball moves help you win. Now, some of those can be from our key players. Obviously the best players in the game are tend to be the best known. And the more of those guys you have, the better your team usually is, but it takes more than that to build a winning team. And a lot of those guys may come from within or they come from under the radar. They're not always the guys who make the biggest offseason headlines. So I, I don't really think that's anything new as much as it is that sometimes when you look at what gets people most excited in November, December, January, it may or may not actually have a whole lot to do with, with who is actually going to uh, finish on top. And so from our standpoint, that doesn't mean – you know, that every under-the-radar move we make is going to be a great one, and it doesn't mean that big moves are bad. It just means we have to stay focused on what we think the merits actually are of the move, how we think it's actually going to set us up to win, and not worry about what headlines we're going to get in the offseason. So as a result, has some of the criticism that you've gotten sort of pissed you off because of maybe it's coming from fans that don't quite understand the process or people that don't understand the process? No, because we sucked last year. So, you know, we're going to get criticism when that happens. Uh, that's part of the deal. Um, if we don't like it, we just got to be better. So I don't really, you know, I can't sit here and get pissed off at, at criticism. We're in a business with a scoreboard. So there's something we can do about that. And when we don't execute on it, we're going to get criticized and we deserve it. So you really, you know, can't sit here and get, and get pissed. That doesn't mean I agree with all of it. That doesn't mean I think all of it is quote unquote fair, but you know, you can't sit here and complain because, you know, if it's wrong, we got to go prove it wrong. And uh, we didn't do a very good job last year. What was the, uh, what was the meeting like today? I love, I love the good meeting talk, the team meeting. As, as I told Sam, I said, Tori Lovello gave me a preview of his team meeting of let them spend the money and we're going to beat everybody. And, and I love that. I love the Rudy on the stool speeches. Um, and every meeting, Alex Cora has given a few of these and you've been pl- part of plenty of them. But the introductory, get the team together, the organization together, just get on the same page meeting. They're all a little bit different. How was today's? Well, I think everybody's going to tell you this the day of the meeting, but I thought this one was awesome. I'm not going to share a ton. I know, I know Alex shared a little. Uh, and look, some of this you hear from different people in the organization. You hear from, uh, you know, different people around the club. You want to let the players kind of in on everything this whole family is about. Um, and, uh, you know, some, some, some different faces that might step up and speak. You know, we have some special guests in camp that not even just today uh, will sometimes address either the whole group or parts of the group. Um, you know, and, and, and Alex obviously is, as uh, he always does, spoke brilliantly. Um, you know, I just try not to ramble too much. That's usually goal number one when I talk to, to any group. Unless it's strategic, sometimes I do that with you guys just to just to get to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, never. It's it's I like I like I want I like the fire and brimstone high and bloom. I like it. Usually we get it on the podcast, but I think that I, we get a little sample of it here. And I think today the blood is boy that we're ready to roll. Hey, hi! Before you go, what? Give me give me your pick to click. Give me a guy. Give me a guy. Give me a guy who I can look really good when I'm when I'm on uh, doing the Red Sox radio spring training broadcast and saying I like the cut of this guy's jib and he's going to surprise a lot of people that people aren't talking about. Give me one guy. Well, that's that's an interesting one because uh, 
I do. As far as our, our big league club is concerned, I actually, I, I, I really enjoyed being around this group. I, I like this whole mix. I don't think I'm going to tell you anything you don't already know. I mean, you kind of know who we have. Um, obviously, we need uh, we need to see uh, him get a little closer to health and really see everything that Alberto Mondesi can do. But just so excited to have him here, and, and he's just so dynamic. Um, you know, what, what I would say, I don't want to put too too much pressure on any of these one guys, so I'm going to give you a group of guys. But okay. we saw a number uh, – this is more looking down the road a little bit, but I think, you know, the big league roster has been kind of beat to death. You, kind of, the guys, you guys kind of know who we have. Um, but uh, we have another wave of pitching coming, guys that did not show up in the big league last year. Uh, some guys who were on the 40-man roster, guys like Brian Mata and Chris Murphy uh, and, and a kid named Brandon Walter who got hurt midseason and I don't think got a chance to show everybody just how good he is. Uh, keep an eye on those guys. Um, we're expecting uh, you know, some, if not all, that group to help us in the big leagues uh, as, as the year unfolds. And uh, spring training is a really good time to look at them. And uh, the ceilings on them are, are pretty good. Um, they're not here to hopefully try and do too much. Uh, because, you know, it's a, it's a long season, but uh, excited for the contributions that we hope they're going to make. Well, I'm all in on Jorge Alfaro just because they said baseball isn't boring in two different interviews today, Heim, so there you go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that is, I mean, the, I mean, the, the hair alone, it's, it's, I, that's big league hair. I mean, that is, if, that's if, really good. You have a lot of pull in Hollywood, so I, I'm i pleading with you to find make that connection with Jason Momoa, please throws out the first pitch at Fenway and Alfaro's. <laughs> Uh, I will. Uh, I'll look into it. But, all right, uh, well, I think you overestimate my uh, my connection. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> uh, hey, listen, Heim. I really appreciate it. Mark appreciates it. Thanks, Heim. Because you said you said that he had a really good question, so I know he appreciates that. Um, I appreciate but, that. But uh, but I I, I I do appreciate you taking the time and and being there to answer the questions. And I'm sure we're going to have more questions as the weeks unfold here. But uh, enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy the nice weather, and I'll, I'll probably see you tomorrow. Sounds good, guys. I always enjoy talking to you. And for exactly that reason you said, like, you know, we're, we, we get to get into some real stuff about our team and about baseball and you guys care. And uh, yeah, so the questions are good. So looking forward to the next time.